Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go tell the world exactly what's on the list of Jericho. You just made the list! I want Dusty Rhodes, the legendary American dream. Well, you got all of it you can stand, baby. Nobody runs down my people. Give me a hell yeah. What? Believe that. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Let's get ready to rumble! Good evening, good evening, and we are back with Just Bring It Wrestling Talk, bringing you all the top news that's been going on, what's happening on Raw, what's happening on SmackDown, what's happening in the ring, what's happening outside the ring. First of all, make sure you follow us at Wrestling Movie G, and my main man J-Dash representing the XF Podcast Productions at XF Podcast. Make sure to follow him there too. And before we get started real quick, I want to give a shout out to Big Bad Vader. Rest in peace, Vader. Didn't think we'd lose you. It always seemed like you were way too strong and too stubborn to go out into that dark night. But you did. But man, you left an indelible mark on wrestling. And you will always have my respect. And everybody else is here. Jadesh, I know you got to have a little bit of love to give to him. So before we get started, I'll pass it over to you. You got any memories about uh, Mr. Vader before uh, we move on? As a young kid... Get into wrestling. I always thought that Darth Vader from Star Wars was Vader from WWE. Unfortunately, when I found out when I got ordered, that's not the truth. I was heartbroken. Uh, yeah, but seeing that as a Hall of Famer, WWE, yep, he did. He did a lot of things, especially for the guy his size. He he paved the way for like guys like Viscera and Rikishi, and of course, you could say Samoa Joe. Um, bigger guys can, you know, do the business too. And he was a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. And 
Yeah, it sucks that we got to start a show off with sad news like this, but happens, and he's in a better place right now. I know that for sure. Yeah, Big Van Vader, Leon Allen White, rest in peace. We send condolences to your family. There will never be another one like him. The one of the baddest human beings on the planet. Uh, my my biggest memory my uh, that that I remember of him was he was in a match. And his eyeball actually popped out of socket, and this man did not stop. He actually put it back in the socket and continued the match. That's a legend right there, people. They don't make him like that anymore. So, we'll catch you later in the big sky, my good man. But, well, let's move on. Uh, Money in the Bank, as everybody knows, came and went. Uh, and if you were watching us on the live stream earlier this past Monday, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to be trying to do that more on a regular basis. So we're not going to cover every single little thing that happened at Money in the Bank. But let's pick up with what did happen. Uh, Alexa Bliss is celebrating to open up Monday Night Raw. She got her championship and... Is rubbing it in everybody's face. <laughs> so Ronda Rousey decides to uh, to make an example out of her because she cost her the championship. And she beats the living hell of not only of Alexa Bliss, but Kurt Angle, who was out in the ring introducing Alexa to the WWE Universe as the new champion. Ronda Rousey gave no Fs here before I slip out a nice sweet cuss there. She beat him up, beat up Alexa, took the briefcase and started beating on them and just left destruction in her wake. And now she's going to be suspended for 30 days. That sucks. But I will say this promo was fantastic. The brutality of it was on point and it, it gives them a relatively good excuse to keep her off camera. But I still think that we need to see her more. How did you feel about this opening for Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank? Uh, first off, let's uh, give a shout out to the WWE and especially Vince McMahon. This money in the bank, 10 times, 40 times, no, 50 times, 100 times better than last year's money in the bank. Holy crap. He had nonstop action from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. Um, whoever won, whoever you think won, you liked or who lost, you didn't, you know, got mad. Don't worry. It was a great put together show. And starting off raw. You had to start off with Alexa Bliss at what she did on Monday in the Bank. Um, wow, first off of that women's match, by the way. Um, and doing this, this promo against uh, Ronda Rousey with a 30-day uh, suspension to Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey just throwing everybody everywhere and throwing people into tables. Um, it was a, It's showing a side of Ronda Rousey that she has actually become more involved not not involved like it she's she's involving in front of us from what we saw when she first came on the show some raw like five weeks before wrestlemania where her mic skills were god awful and she looked like she was you know scared and didn't want to do anything now she looks like she's been in the business for a couple of years it seems and her performance was great and the 30-day ban yeah i know it's scripted she's not gonna be gone for 30 days they did that the roman reigns a couple of months ago and he never really left he was back on the next raw the following week so well, I, I think the reason that they're keeping her off though is to just not overuse her the more you have her on raw and or SmackDown, uh, the le the more people are going to get used to seeing her in the WWE. So I think that they're trying to use her sparingly to keep her 
box office revenue up. Whenever whenever she shows up, people are going to pay money for that. Yeah. Are do you think they're going to do a um, let's say yes this attack on Alexa Bliss and how it happened? You think they're they're saving Alexa versus uh, Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam or is it Battleground before SummerSlam? You know, I haven't looked at the calendar. It it switches, and sometimes they throw in like these house shows, which kind of throws it off. The I'm roof. actually looking forward to one in Australia. <laughs> yeah, so am I actually. Now because we you actually, actually get the women there. And women, yes, that helps. Uh, <laughs> every, every, anybody and everybody that can be there. Unfortunately, Sami Zayn can't be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard. He's uh, having torn uh, torn rotator cuff surgery so he's going to be out to like 2019 is what they're estimating so Sami Zayn, that sucks that he's out i know it's not quite in the flow of what we were talking about but i wanted to give a shout out to him i hope he gets better if he happens to hear this if he does i'm impressed that we got this far uh i really hope that he's going to be all right though that really sucks um especially with such a terrible storyline that he was trying desperately to get over with uh mm-hmm. with um with bobby bobby lashley uh yeah yeah dude you get you get a torn rotator cuff for your troubles that sucks get well soon man get well soon Mm -hmm. and which is kind of strange is uh not because i'm not saying it's kind of strange because of uh same as getting hurt you know how mean you always look at you know bleach report and we usually disagree what they say Mm. about with certain matches me and you both agreed that this opening sequence of raw this weekend was pretty well pretty epic it was awesome. I liked it. Uh, we weren't live at the time, so don't go back to our live reaction. We didn't really get live because we were still figuring out stuff. Now we know what we're doing. Uh, Bleacher Report gave it an A+, and it's the first time I can agree with Bleacher Report for a match like that. Uh, or should I say promo. And I like it. But I'm still intrigued about this Alexa Bliss and... What's her name? I forgot her name. I'm so sorry. Oh, Ronda crap. Rousey? Not Ronda Rousey. I'm, not talk- I'm talking about the... Nia Jax? Nia Jax. Uh, I knew that feud wasn't over. I knew it. I, for some odd reason, I, I, I knew it. And hey. I'm a little concerned that they've done damage to Nia Jax because she got he- past that point. You know, she beat the bully. And now it feels like a giant step backwards for her. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. I can see where you can point to. She were, That type of feud, in my honest opinion, is, yes, it could have been, like, overdone too early or forced out too early. Then, you know, get the bully in. Then all of a sudden, oh, she defeated the bully. It's celebrate. She won the championship. Oh, every girl wants to be a champion. Then... Seems like a cup of coffee later, she loses the belt to Alexa instantly. I'm like, I don't get the storyline. But then again, it is raw. And if if you're out there listening to us, well, by the time you see us, we're off there. So you just when you comment on YouTube or tweet us, don't say, J-Dash, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Alexa Bliss is the heel of the women's division Period. She is the Miz. Period. In the heel division. She is epic. She she can never turn face again. Because she's that damn good as a heel. 
and I see them building up to some grand match. And Nia Jackson, fortunately, had her little thing. I think it's too forced. But what she did was, you know, it was you know, a good promotion they were doing at the time. You know how WWE sneaks those promotions about bullying and, uh, you know, women's rights. They like, <laughs> they like to shove stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but dang, I just love seeing Alexa Bliss with a damn belt on her. I'm, I'm, uh, she can have it all year long. She could be the CM Punk, hold it for what 419 days it was, or something like that. Um, but I don't get the Nia Jax uh, plot. Why would you go through three pay per views of her, you know, overcoming bullying? Then, oh, okay, we're gonna make you lose it the next pay per view for what? When she wins money in bank, and twenty minutes later she's cashing it in, I didn't. I didn't get how it switched. They could have built it up more. or had different, you know, t- uniqueness in it. I just, okay. ah, I don't know where they're going with it. Well, that but was, I love seeing Bliss having the belt, though. That was the biggest problem with putting Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey together because one of them was going to have to lose. Uh, so the best way that they could possibly get them out of the situation. Uh, like like we were discussing, you know, if Nia Jax won, then that would hurt Ronda Rousey. If Ronda Rousey won, that would hurt Nia Jax. When you inserted uh, Alexa Bliss, like Seth Rollins, to take it away from both of them, it just makes it a cleaner situation because then you could say both of them got screwed and, you know, it wasn't because one made the other look weaker. So both of their statuses are still in, in, pretty, in pretty good shape. So you're trying to segue into the shocker of the night on Raw, aren't you, with Seth Rollins? Absolutely. Somebody that uh, has been saving their career, not going down anytime soon, is Dolph Ziggler. Unbelievable. As soon as we were talking about whether or not they were being forgotten, boom. Dolph Ziggler comes out of nowhere, uh, takes up Seth Rollins' weekly intercontinental open challenge, and shocker, he actually wins it. Monday Night Rollins has now been canceled and been replaced by the Dolph. I'm very happy with this. I think that they're going to make a great rivalry out of this. And it makes me wonder what is going to happen with uh, Drew McIntyre. Could they go after the tag team titles and have, you know, the tag team titles and the Intercontinental Championship? Because Lord knows Brock Lesnar is not around. So really the top title right now on Raw is the Intercontinental Championship. Which is self-proclaimed by the WWE as the most prestigious title in the in the business. <laughs> Forcing it to be. Yeah, because it's the only title that's on Raw, uh, besides the tag team and the women's belt. But I see it more as a build-up of Dolph Ziggler. I think we may not see it in, on Raw next week or next, or next couple of weeks, but I can literally see... Uh, the jealousy act between uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler build up because Ziggler has the belt. And that's going to build up to a feud. And we might have a triple threat match here in about a month or two. But then again... Oh, that'd be too soon. It'd too be, yeah, soon. I was going to say, it's too soon. Um, but if you're going to try and keep Drew McIntyre on the up and up and don't do what you did to either Nia Jax or Ronda Rousey... I say, yeah, go after the Hardys. Um, go after them. Not the Hardys. Shit. No, one of them is a Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Uh, but, yeah, go for it. But I want to see, like, 
can Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins give us what Seth Rollins and Finn Balor gave us for like four straight weeks? I think they can actually probably take it to the next level, but they've got to keep cutting great promos and avoid getting Ziggler uh, into, you know, fisticuffs with McIntyre. Ziggler, he's good with the mic. He's one that he's very talented with the mic. That's one thing that me personally over the last couple of years that saved his career in the WWE was his mic skills. Mm hmm. And, and McIntyre right now is killing it, talking about how the locker room is lazy, that things need to be shook up, all things that fans have been saying for a while now, at least about the men's locker room. I mm-hmm. don't think that they're talking about the ladies' locker room, because A, that's separate division, and B, yeah, it'd be really hard to talk trash about the ladies right now. They are <laughs> still more interesting as of right now than the men, plain and simple. This is coming from a Roman fan. Yeah. But here's the thing. You watched that match, right? But we did. Well, of course. Even though we, one of us was either 30 seconds ahead or 45 seconds behind, depending on whose internet connection was good at the time. Damn you, Sling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sling, if you want us to sponsor you, uh, get internet and get the program on time. Just saying that. That was really aggravating. But And fix Comedy Central. Always crashes. Comedy Central and True TV. Those are the other two. <laughs> um, and Travel Channel during Ghost Hunters or Ghost Adventures. Fix that Saturday night at 10 o'clock, by the way. Um, <laughs> but ESPN's fine. Don't don't mess with the sports channels. They're doing good. They're uh, they're awesome. You can actually record it. Well, anyways, that was a little sling route. We're going away from it. Well, I was going to say this because I'm looking at Bleacher Report and I'm reading this guy. Um, this guy even put, put a quote saying this could be a, a, a three-month feud, feud that we'll see climax at SummerSlam. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Seth Rollins is the hottest thing going on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And Ziggler and McIntyre were sneaking up in that category as well. And to put yeah. those two rockets together, that's going to make for one big explosion. And I know a lot of fans out there. If you you know follow follow myself at you know XFP podcast, so we are doing a football podcast every Sundays for extreme football. Uh, once SummerSlam gets here and gets away, we're only two weeks away from American football being real. <laughs> and yes, I'm talking about the National Football League at that time, but it's football. I don't care if it's the Eagles. Who are they playing, by the way? Pittsburgh. Uh, to open up the... See, is it Pittsburgh and Philly to open up the season? I'll be perfectly honest. I haven't looked at the schedule yet. Well, I don't care if it's Philly. They're going to, they're going to lose anyways. Um, <laughs> sorry if I offended you, uh, Philly fans. Yes, I'm a Patriots fan. Go listen to all of my XF podcast shows. So, um, But anyways, uh, I think it could be a good feud of, up to SummerSlam. And as you know, SummerSlam is supposed to be the second biggest show in WWE. Even though they say Survivor Series and Royal Rumble are supposed to be up there, but it's SummerSlam's always been, in my opinion, the second grand stage because it's literally halfway to WrestleMania. Um, yeah, have Ziggler and Seth Rollins have a big match for Intercontinental. Maybe finally get yeah useless piece of crap Brock Lesnar back on the show. Uh, most likely, he's going to be there for um, SummerSlam, and you may get Braun Strowman. But Bleacher Report gave it this this match on Raw and A. Yeah, justifiably so. Are you sure? I would say so. 
I gave it an A plus. It was actually a really good match. That's why I asked about them and Finn, uh, about Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Man, like an A plus, like an A plus has got to be something like uh, Ricky Steamboat against Macho Man, like at WrestleMania for the IC title. Like that's, I think it's pretty hard to give something like an A plus. An well, the A though, I, I, I thought the so Gauntlet match on Raw a couple months, mu- couple months ago, that was an A plus. That took half yeah, the show. Yeah, that one, I'll <laughs> tell you, yeah, no, that one's up there as well. Uh, Daniel Bryan was doing his damnedest to try to copy that this this past week. We'll get that, there when was, we get there. Yeah, to- we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> but I think it's hard to give a match like an A+. plus, Like an A at the most, or even A-, minus. I think is like really pushing it. But what other superstar will you have Seth Rollins go up against at this point? With that, what, Sami Zayn? Well, well, he's hurt now. Yeah, his shoulder is Dunsky. And right now you got, what, a few between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens? Are you kidding me? Well, Even think that, that's been kind of, kind of brewing for a little bit. I was just thinking, who would be the perfect adversary? He's already gone through Finn four times. Yeah, I guess right now, yeah, no, Ziggler is the most logical choice. But I'm just saying, like, overall in, in my grading system, like, yeah. to give something an A-plus, like, it's got to be, like, amazing. Like, to get a five-star Dave Meltzer rating, like, that's pretty hard to do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I but guess not, I, I kind of think of my grading like that way, except I'm it, not as strict. Well, well, maybe you should go to teach and you'd be making a lot of kids happy. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Knows what the future uh, holds. I know. I, I you may have caught this, but I caught it on Twitter in the last couple of days. A lot, you know. Hashtag WWE Twitters. You go. You know. You know how you go to your Twitter account. You go to notifications and you search WWE. And I wanted to see what the talk was after Raw. Um, a lot of people with the Finn Balor situation. It sounds like the fans are getting irritated of Finn Balor. Do you, are you getting the same thing? Like, he's did that the happy smile guy. You're like, oh, he's always smiling. Where is the Finn Balor from the NXT that everyone fell in love with? Yeah, they definitely have softened him up. Um, one thing that could be an, that, that could be annoying a certain part of the audience, certainly not us, is his uh, LGBTQ uh, shirts and all that. Like some, there are some fans, I guarantee, in some demographic that don't like that. I'm all for it, but I do find it kind of weird that like you go from the demon to being a social activist wrestler. It's like you're, ex- it's like you're expecting a big steak and you mm-hmm. get some lamb. It's like you, you still got something good there, but yeah. it's not exactly what you wanted. It's like that big-time sports athlete finally got his five-year, $105 million contract, and the next year he doesn't do a damn thing Mm -hmm. because he got his money. That's what – I'm actually stealing that from somebody from a tweet. I forgot your name. I'm giving you credit. He just said that's like Ben Beller's like the the athlete that just got his $100 million contract. He built – he battled – he got his ass in the WWE doing something that he does, does good at, and is, you know, best at. And just when he finally got the deal, he just, ah, let's all get along and smoke the reefer. Well, that, that's WWE changing his character. They decided that he's going to be the guy that carries that mantle. It's a positive uh, message. It's, it's good, but it's uh-uh. just that he's not really, it, it doesn't really seem to fit him. And we and he's, he's too nice. He's just too yeah. nice now. He, he's not a badass anymore. 
and Ooh, not and, the boogeyman. Uh, boogeyman and the demon in the match. That would probably only last like five minutes because the boogeyman is a crappy wrestler. <laughs> no, have like yeah, have it like a like a crappy match and have the the whole like ring just red. Like the crowd's all darkened out by the black lights and you have the ring red and have them two fight it out. I guess that would that'd be a unique match, even though Finn Balor won that match. It'd be just a uniqueness because of the two characters of the old Finn Balor, not this new one. I mean, it'd be funny for a little bit, but I just don't think it'd really do his character much good. But one character that is drowning is definitely Kurt Hawkins. Uh, we've got <laughs> Bobby Roode versus Kurt Hawkins. Don't know Sorry. what to say. The match happened. It was there. Uh, Kurt Hawkins say, once again loses 200-plus losses in a yeah. row. Let's just say this match was. <gasps> go, uh, I can't say it was glorious. No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with Kurt Hawkins. That's just every time he's on Raw, every time he was in NXT, you're like, oh, how do you get called up? I, you have like a six and three hundred record. I think what it like. I like what they're doing. I like the idea of the anti Goldberg, a wrestler who's just so bad. And awful that he loses over and over and over again. But they're taking like a gold mine of comedy and doing nothing with it. Like we all know that he's been on this ridiculous losing streak. Yes. But if this was WWE 15 years ago, they would have made that like an actual storyline. Like Crash Holly, when he kept losing, that was a little storyline. They gave a little bit of time to that. But with this, he just shows up, gets his ass whooped, and that's it. Or he'll Sorry. have like a two-minute, I'm finally going to win tonight. Oh, and he loses. They don't really do anything with him. I would like for them to give Kurt Hawkins a little bit more like promo work to for people to really get to know why he's struggling so hard. You can see what's going on before the match is how he psychs himself out before he gets even in the ring. Like There's a lot of comedic things that you could do with him. So you're pretty much saying that Kurt Hawkins is the Cleveland Browns. Oh, hell yeah. Just keeps losing and losing and losing. It just becomes, you know, it's ingrained in your head that you're a loser. Uh, he's a good athlete. You see what he does out there. There's a reason why he's there. It's just, okay, let the guy win a match. Because I remember a couple years ago when, this is when, when uh, we were in the Attitude Area, when JBL and... When JBL was not not with Farouk, he was an APA. When he was with the crap, what was the organization he was with? Him and Orlando Jones. Oh well, that no, wasn't the Brood. No, it wasn't the JBL. He hung out a little bit with uh, Nation Domination. No, I'm saying and then this is on his own. With this a, is when the formation of the when he well, this is when the brand split the first time and JBL was the undisputed WWE oh, champion. Oh, is it yeah, he was Orlando like the Jordan. Star, yeah, that was that was his buddy, like his uh, his valet, the, the enforcer. He 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 has like the only guy like someone's there was a not really someone. It was a trivia question on um, I think what culture. So what WWE superstar is the epitome of a non-defending U.S. champion? And everyone said Orlando Jordan. <laughs> Aww. I think, is it Orlando Jordan? Yeah, Orlando Jordan was like his butler, dude. And he, he held, I did not know that guy held the United States title for 210 days straight. And only it, defended like six times. Yeah, people hated him for it for so long. 
But that's why it's so good. Yeah, but J- but I'm trying to get back to where, where JBL went on like a five, like he went like it seemed like a five week losing streak. He left every SmackDown. He was losing a match. He was losing to Eddie Guerrero. He was losing to Benoit. He was losing to all the big guys, and he just got irritated. And all of a sudden, the character of J- the bag JBL came out. The heel started coming out. And all of a sudden, it's like, bam, he just keeps, like, he won, like, 30 straight matches, and he became the undisputed WWE champion at the time. Yeah, and a, can you right. say that Kirk Hawkins is going that approach? No, because he's no, no JBL. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to get there anytime soon. I mean, he doesn't even have a clothesline from hell. Around mm-hmm. two, SummerSlam 2004, uh, JBL hired Orlando Jordan to help him win title matches. So, yeah, that was around 04. Yeah, so I was... That was that's I can't say that's the end of the attitude here because the PG area has been around since ah, about right there about oh five when John Cena finally got into the WWE that's when the PG area was almost in its full mm. no, no. actually around two thousand eight is when the PG era really kicked in uh, they were still doing say, crazy stuff uh, yeah. Stephanie McMahon got her booty slapped by John Cena at one point. Oh, the Thugonomics? Yep, I, the Dr. You know, Thugonomics. Those were I, good times. I hear WWE fans like, yeah, I did buy uh, John Cena's rap CD when that came out. I always look at them and go, are you a big WWE fan? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I call bullshit. Then you bought it. <laughs> I can admit I bought John Cena's DVD. And there was actually two decent songs on there. Yes, everyone loved the intro and everyone has it on their cell phones back then. Either you record it off the speaker, then you transfer it to your ringtone. Um, or you was it the one with uh, Mr. T in it? I think it was like, this, like the ninth song. I forgot what it was. It's been so long ago. I don't oh, remember. Oh, Bad, Bad Man. Yeah, Bad, Bad oh, Man bad, is good. Bad, bad, that, that, was was a, actually, that was Bumpy Knuckles. Yeah, that was actually a pretty decent song. And what's kind of strange is people don't remember that song actually made the top 50 hits that year. It didn't make a top. It got into the top fifty. Was it Ryan Seacrest countdown top fifty? That mm. song made in the top fifty. <laughs> and it tells you like what people say. WWE fans, I never bought that. So how in the hell did that song get in the top fifty? Come on. That had to be WWE people. It had, it had to be WWE fans. Okay. Well, well, we're getting off topic, way off the rails here. So let's oh, bring we're not it going back to a little bit. List now? Oh man! Oh, I was hoping some sausage to. and some you know, sweet potatoes. We can go on. Let's move on. Well, we're saving that for the outtakes. <laughs> but Mister Monster in the Bank uh, was interrupted by Kevin Owens. And Kevin is trying to play nice, trying to uh, trying to brown nose his way to not getting destroyed by Strowman because, well, these days if your name is Kevin Owens, you're going to get destroyed by Braun Strowman at some point or another. Uh, it looked like they they could have a deal going on where they might help each other out. However, Strowman said nah and tried to put uh, Kevin Owens into a power slam, but Kevin Owens slipped away. And proceeded to run away. I like this promo. I actually, I'm a sucker for Kevin Owens because I actually felt for him there. I was like, wait, what? Come on, Strowman, what are you doing? The guy just wanted to shake your hand, you know, maybe work something out. Don't try to power slam this dude. He was showing you respect. He was saying that he didn't want any part of you. 
Like, come on. And and that works. I, I like that. When, when he's trying to manipulate his opponents or would-be friends, I kind of get a little manipulated, too. And that tells you just how good he is. And Strowman, of course, he's now Mr. Monster in the Bank. When's he going to use it? I have no idea. Don't, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because Brock Lesnar is never on Monday Night Raw. So it's kind of strange that he has the title. That's a problem. But I like I liked it. It's a good start for him as Mr. Monster in the Bank. It feels so weird saying that. I'm just going to call mm. him Mr. Money in the Bank. <laughs> well, hopefully he does a better job than Baron Corbin from last year. Oh, uh, you couldn't uh, do any worse. Yeah, I couldn't do any worse. I agree with that. Um you want to talk about that for a second? How WWE screwed Baron Corbin's, uh, you know, sentence to top of the WWE because of that. Um, anyways, let me get all my, you know, boy hype about that. Uh, yes, I love the action that this man is at every, everywhere now. Braun Strowman is clearly the face of the company right now. Uh Yes, we do know there is a secret. If people don't know, yes, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman are considered a couple, by the way. Kind of ironic that both of them won the Money in the Banks by their own two divisions. But the Kevin Owens thing and Braun Strowman thing is quite interesting in my opinion. Uh, Kevin Owens, as we know, what, what wrestling movie guy just said earlier in the show, that Sami Zayn's gone. So Kevin Owens is now by himself. So we get the, thank God, you know, we don't have to deal with the best friend little tirade for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe a couple of months. But uh, I'm not wishing anything painful on Sami Zayn. Get better, man. You're a great athlete. I liked you when you first got into the business. I just get irritated with certain things. But what I do want to also tell you guys out there that you can buy uh, official uh, Kevin Owens gear. You can buy his whole wardrobe at Walmart. Yep, that's a joke. You can buy his whole wardrobe for about seventeen bucks. Uh, that's one thing I like about Kevin Owens: casual, extremely casual. Uh, I love his character. I'm joking about his wardrobe, people. That's just you can buy Walmart stuff and looks just like Kevin Owens. He's an everyday uh, man. He's a yeah. He's an everyday man from Montreal, Canada. Um, if you watch our live feed, we had like about 10, 15 minute like description, discuss, not description, discussion of where the heck uh, all the Canadian, great Canadian wrestlers are. We're trying to name me the cities. Wrestling movie guy nailed it. Every, every one guy down to the point. Me? Uh, I was off about two cities. But anyways, the feud with Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens, I don't get. But then again. Do you want Braun Strowman to go up against Bobby Lashley, which is becoming an eyesore? Exactly. Finn, Finn Balor, who can't stop freaking smiling? Uh, or Baron Corbin? Who else is out there for... You thought Raw with this massive roster would have someone go up against Braun Strowman. And Kevin Owens, yes. We might see a match with him and Braun Strowman at Money in the Bank. Or not Money in the Bank. It's Extreme Rules. And you know who's going to win. You're not going to make the money in the bank guy lose. You're going to build up his character until you get that clash at SummerSlam with Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar. But who else are you going to have against Kevin Owens, against uh, Braun Strowman? And I don't care what people say out there. Kevin Owens, yes, is a heel. He could be a face. He could be a heel. You got to give the guy credit. The guy busts his ass no matter what brand he's on and who he's facing. Yes, he's overmatched against Braun Strowman. And I like the little gimmicks that you've seen this throughout the night on Raw between him and 
Braun Strowman. So yeah, I I like it. I don't get where the feud's going. But then again, who in the hell are you going to put up against Braun Strowman at this point? The guy's a wrecking machine. He went through Kane in the Big Show earlier in the year like it was nothing. And he went through Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar a couple of times like it was nothing. But of course, the WWE just likes to, you know, secretly have people hold belts because they want to eliminate a certain wrestler off their record books. But I digress. I don't know, but I think Kevin Owens, in my opinion, he is like the only guy that can go up against Strowman at this point. All right, now, with that, you know, elite class in the division in, on Raw right now. I would actually be interested to see how Rhino would do on his own against Strowman if, you know, properly booked like a strong guy like he should be. And that brings us to Rhino and Heath Slater taking on Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Oh, but wait, before they actually even start the match, the undefeated B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, mock the heck out of. <laughs> of the, the, the leader of worlds, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. I absolutely love this. I thought it was yes. hilarious. Yes. yes. It, it's uh, absolutely hilarious. All their, all their mannerisms. Like, they got them all down just right. And the best part was that at the very end, the camera's still on them, and they don't know what to do, and they just kind of look at each other and slowly go underneath the camera to disappear. <laughs> It was so awkward. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Bo Dallas, when he takes off the uh, the fake beard, he goes, you know what? We're going to go after your tag team titles. And he looks at uh, uh, Curtis Axel. He goes, what are you doing, man? He goes, I'm not breaking character, man. Yes. I'm like, that right there was pinpoint accuracy. And when they showed the scene, when the camera panned towards Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy had that, like, what the hell they're doing looking face because he does, you know, it's acting. But you can look, if you watch over that clip again, if you have time to, ladies and gentlemen, or you, you know, wrestling movie guy, look at Bray Wyatt when that happens. I guarantee it's on Twitter or Facebook, that short clip. Bray Wyatt is trying to hold back laughter because he's, because you know damn well he's like, man, this is freaking awesome. Yeah, they he was did smiling. He was geeking. He was, he, you could tell, you know, like, that's brotherly love right there. And people's like, man, Bo Dallas could pull off a good Bray Wyatt. I saw the Twitter's like, you dumb idiots. <laughs> he probably helped them make the character. He, he probably helped them make the character. They're freaking brothers. So, yeah, they look just alike. But Curtis Axel's little impersonation of Matt Hardy, A-plus right there. That promo itself sold the match, even though they're, they, the B-team was in the match. Unfortunately, you got the, the official... Hey, you want to get the Easy W uh, tag team out there with uh, Heath Slater and Rhino? But you got to admit that promo, perfect, and the little that mag light <laughs> that, that used. It wasn't the real like lantern. Yeah, it was a terrible <laughs> cheap Walmart lantern. <laughs> buy like like six ninety nine in the clearance now, and back in that uh, was it with sporting goods section in Walmart. Yeah, ah man. Bass of props. That was actually really when when we were watching. I think I was maybe twenty about maybe twenty seconds behind you, but you were making statements. That's like I can't. I haven't. I didn't see it. And how he how the thing how they like presented it. I thought it was actually Matt Hardy and Bray until I realized that that's not Matt Hardy. That's Curtis Axel. And I'm like, yeah, massive props. Massive props. He couldn't massive. see through the terrible mustaches. 
Uh, the stupid smile that he was doing, like perfect smile compared to Matt Hardy. I wonder if they actually worked on it backstage. I guarantee they did. They both did it. And they're like, ah, you did it perfectly. Yes. So the table has been set for the B team to take on the Deleters of Worlds. And you'll notice we didn't really talk about the match. Well, it's because it was a fairly simple match. Deleters of Worlds defeat Heath Slater and Rhino. And they move on. And I assume that we're going to be seeing them all face each other at the next pay-per-view Extreme Rules. Which brings us to Chad Gable versus Jinder Mahal. It looks like Jinder Mahal is done with Roman. You know, Roman beat him. That was it. Didn't really help anybody in that situation. Another useless storyline. I was hoping that it would work, but nothing about it translated very well. But how are you feeling about Chad Gable taking on Jinder Mahal? Uh, give me about a week or two on it. I don't know yet. I just, is it going to be an actual feud? You think? Or I is think it just... it's building up there because they did have a couple of matches. Uh, what about three weeks ago? Or is it still lingering over from SmackDown? Did they go at each other in SmackDown? Yeah, I think they did once. And Chad Gable, when he came over to, uh, when he came over to Raw, he did take on Jinder Mahal, and he did get a victory over him. I think the Mahal, you know, kept that in the back of his mind even while he was going after Roman Reigns. Can it be something they could build up? Yes, uh, they can. But from some odd reason, I have a feeling that Jinder Mahal, after he had his push to the WWE title on SmackDown. I feel like the creators and backstage have no idea what to do with them. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know about you, but I guarantee you, you may agree with it. Uh, if you're going to have Jinder Mahal compete against likes of, you know, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, he doesn't need to be dealing with John Gable. He needs to be in the position where he should be taking on like Braun Strowman like that. Um, you push and push and push him on SmackDown to be that guy. He finally gets the guy and he gets on Raw. And now you're, you're a second tier guy. Um, the, the crap. Yeah. I don't even think he's considered second tier anymore in the, on Raw. Um, I just don't get what they're doing with Jinder Mahal. He has the ability. He has the physique. He has the mic skill. It, yeah. He does take some strange bumps and some bad timing with the kicks and punches. Well, um, maybe, uh, Chad Gable needs Mahal like to move up that ladder, even though Mahal is not yeah, that yeah, good, good a wrestler, point. but he is on the higher end of the totem pole. And for him to beat Jinder Mahal down the road at a pay-per-view would mean that there'd be hopefully bigger and better things for Chad Gable. Yeah, yeah. But uh, are, they, are they literally going to get Chad Gable to just be a single competitor? Is so his tag team thing is, ordeal is done? It's tough to say. WWE, uh, I feel like they're probably going to treat him like a cruiserweight in a heavyweight division, which is not good. That's kind of Finn Balor right now. That's more or less what they're doing with him. I feel like Chad Gable will be stuck in that same situation, which makes me wonder why not move him to, uh, not NXT, sorry, 205 Live. What's up with 205 Live? Where the hell is it? Give me some Mustafa Ali. That guy rules. I never see him anymore on Raw. Makes me uh, angry. <laughs> like I was promised cruiserweight division matches. Where are they? Stuff Ali, I think, is one of my favorite characters. That when he was on Raw a couple weeks ago, um, I think when they finally did the draft again, when they did the draft and Mustafa Ali 
was on like one of the sh- on the show the week before that you haven't seen any cruiserweights. But I know one rivalry that we could talk about that we're finally going to get. Who that? Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Finally, we got. Ah, uh, yes, the volcano erupted. Even though it should have happened like three months ago, everybody moved out of their houses. In fact, if they could, they moved their homes away from the volcano. So now the volcano went off, but nothing's being destroyed. Everybody's like, "Oh, that happened." Ah, okay. Apparently, apparently they're I'm looking happy at the it news happened news. and then I'm just happy mm-hmm. it happened. Period. At this point, yeah, fine. <laughs> well, it's uh, like the news source in Hawaii where they just posted a thing on their Twitter page telling the residents of Hawaii, please do not walk on lava. Uh, apparently, that's what Sasha Banks and Bailey have been doing for the last three and a half decades. It seems like, and finally, one of them fell in the lava, and one of them got really pissed. And uh, yeah. Uh, do you know damn well they're best friends backstage? You see all the time on the WWE network. Uh, but this has been a thing. It's been brewing for months. And you can trace it back to the NXT days, too. They were great in the NXT when they were at each other. And we're finally getting finally we're getting the something that we should have saw at WrestleMania, in my opinion, that we never got. And it finally erupted. And hopefully we can have a couple weeks or maybe a couple pay-per-views of this feud. We finally got it. You've been bitching about it for what since in, since Jesus walked the earth. So it's been a long time for you. Uh, but yeah, finally we got it. Yep, it finally happened. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because these two fighting, like you said, is great. But it's just frustrating when you have two talents that are there and you're waiting for that storyline to come so you can actually see them go at each other and really pop things off, tear the roof down, because that's the best situation for them to bring out the best in each other, not when they're friends, but when they're enemies. Yes, finally. But notice we haven't talked about what caused this. This is is because the Riot Squad wound up beating them. Uh, I really do like uh, the Riot Squad's backstage antics, the running around, knocking over people's computers and their hats and just ruining their days, like just random chaos you know and now they're marking r's you know for the riot squad all over the place they need to work on getting themselves like a a nice graffiti logo because a capital r is not really that threatening but i like where they're going with it i like where they're going with it i think the spray paint nwo was a lot cooler but okay you're using black lipstick on mirrors or whatever okay I'm, i'm all right with that uh they don't really have like an agenda which i guess is the whole point of their punk rock gimmick but i would like a little more clarity you know like sasha and bailey it was clear what's up there but with uh with the riot squad even though they won the match it's kind of like they were just there so there's a problem there i think yeah i think they were more of a pawn in this they're a great group but I think they're more of a pawn in this situation. They were there to get the rivalry between Sasha and Bailey to kick off. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no really... Well, the Riot Squad, they're building. But I, you need another team in the women's division on Raw to go up against it before you see what they're really going to be about. And that could possibly happen here pretty soon. Maybe but, that is the problem. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, they don't really have a another... Uh, another team rival it's like you know being the washington redskins with no cowboys you're kind of aimless a batman without a joker you know like Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do yeah it looks like roman reigns is going to be trying to save 
Bobby Roode. Uh, Bobby Roode. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Bobby Roode. I don't want to say Bobby Lashley. I don't want to talk about Lashley. Yeah, Bobby Lashley comes out in the middle of uh, Kurt Angle's. Uh, well, he was cutting a promo about who's going up next against Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns comes out and says, I don't care what you have to say. I am the rightful, uncrowned universal champion. He got, you know, because of the uh, the greatest Royal Rumble, The if you remember the ending, uh, Brock Lesnar was speared outside of the cage by Roman Reigns, and his feet hit the ground first, but they still gave, it, gave the championship to Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar should have lost, Roman was screwed, and here we are now. Bobby Lashley comes out and says that he's watched for years, Roman tried to take down Brock Lesnar, and he can't do it. Time to give it time to give somebody else a shot. Who? Me. Uh, uh, as I'm saying this, you would, and if you hadn't seen the promo, you would think this would be good. But man, Bobby Lashley just doesn't sound threatening at all. He just sounds so soft. He looks like a giant, a beast, a freak of nature. But when he talks, it's like it's like a bunny rabbit's talking at him. I, I don't know how to put it. He's just he's. It's like he doesn't know how to insult somebody. He just is. He just comes off as way too nice. Uh, and then the revival come out and interrupt this promo, and they're they 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 take him on and they have their own match afterwards. Uh, how'd you feel about this? Um, I God, I want this to work, but I want to hear what you think. Um, what's when Bobby Lashley was rumored to return back in the WWE, I was like, finally, we get a more mature, a more experienced Bobby Lashley from what we did back in 2000s when he was the ECW champion. I was hyped for Lashley. I was like, finally, we're going to get him back. This guy is a beast. This guy, is, this guy can throw people around like crazy. And we get the nice kid down the street who wants to take your son out to go play basketball with everybody in the parking lot. Yay. Um, it's like, hey, can I take Johnny out there to play basketball? Uh, I don't know what the heck WWE is doing with his character. I don't know if they're afraid to, you know, simulate some of his TNA character with the current character he is right now. But if they can do it with Matt Hardy, why can they not do it with Bobby Lashley? Uh, so, and then again, it's like when we were talking about Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens, who you're going to put up against them at this time. And Roman, yes, you got to put him, you got to put him in the storyline or a situation where he doesn't really lose his job in the WWE because of the hatred of the fans. Um, but I don't get, I don't get the Bobby Lashley point. That's I. There's well, something missing. Bobby needs an opponent, and that might be why, because I think they were probably going to continue the Sami Zayn storyline, but Sami got hurt. So they were yeah. kind of just thinking quickly. But speaking of which, that obstacle match a couple of nights uh, last week, I, uh, okay. And then the match at uh, Money in Bank was like, uh, we could have done without it. That didn't even have any, had any traction either. Before Sami Zayn's injury. So, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Bobby Lashley is one of those talented wrestlers where you better know what the hell you're going to do with him or he's going to leave. And I feel a fear that's going to happen. 
Because I thought when he came back, he was going to be the man that finally takes down Brock Lesnar. And he's nowhere near the freaking district right now. If he can pull off a good storyline with Roman, and this is a rocky start, but if he can pull off a good storyline, then I think he'll be able to hold his own against Brock. Uh, But I will say what I saw in the ring I liked. Uh, Oh, yeah. The match was good. Uh, the revival did the best that they could, and Dash, they made the, and they made the most of their opportunity because we haven't Dash really seen took much a bump, of them. Though. Yeah, that's gonna happen every now and then. Unfortunately, a yeah. bad bump can happen. And you and we thought when uh, the, uh, Xavier, not yeah, Xavier, Xavier Woods, New Day, when he took the bump at uh, crap. A little fast lane. We thought that the Bludgeon Brothers were going to go away because Xavier Woods was looked like he really got hurt. And three days later, you see him on SmackDown. So you're like, oh, well, we all got faked out. So yeah. But you know what else is you know shocking about the WWE at this point? Mm. Um, no way, Jose losing to Mojo Riley. I didn't see that coming. Me either. I think I wanted it though. Oh, if I, I can't stand choose, no way. If I had to choose between No Way and Mojo, I'm going Mojo. And Mojo is a local boy. He's from Arlington. It's like 20 minutes away from where I live. And I got to root for that guy by default. Um, so you're trying to say that I got to listen to Creed music because Creed's from Tallahassee? Hey, Creed had nothing to do with this. You brought him in, even though Creed does have a connection to WWE. Yeah, but it's without Creed, and it's Alter Bridge, and that was the intro of Edge. Yeah, this but day. how many promos, uh, promo videos did they cut, like Triple H coming back, where they played Creed, or Limp Bizkit, or Kid Rock? There's a lot of different uh, musicians that you could uh, yeah. that you could connect the dots with WWE. Oh, of course. Well, but, a, lot of, a lot of those musicians need the WWE to make that next step in their career. Yeah, it looks like Mojo just took his. Uh, one thing I really liked was after the match, he gave some definition to his character. He's always been about staying hyped. Now he's about staying focused. I like that. I don't know what he's going to do to change his character like what he does or what he wears or how he carries himself on the mic. But that mm-hmm. was a really good start because that tells the fans this is a different Mojo Riley. Oh, of course. Uh, thank God he's away from Zack Ryder. Poor Zack Ryder. Yeah, poor Zack. I still think when he won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania and that cancer story, uh, I still, to this day, still think it was made up to be a WWE, you know, fake out. Even though people say, oh, there's legitimate on legitimate reasons. I'm like, we didn't hear it before. Why all of a sudden we hear it now? That's just, you know. But that Mojo get hype stuff, yeah. Mojo has the, has the character. He's better off heel than fan favorite. Yes, the Gronkowski thing the other two years ago was awesome, by the way. Go Patriots. Uh, even though the, I think that security guard lost her job uh, still to this day. Um, but you finally see what he wants to be, the focus. He wants to be a legitimate character. Is he going to be a WWE champion? No. Well, can he compete for maybe the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title? Yes. Um, 
he's going to be that wild card, and they need to do something with him because I think he threatened to leave the WWE like a couple months ago, and they you know convinced him to stay because if he threatened to leave WWE and he's still here, uh, means the WWE has some plans for him, unlike Big Cass and. Um, we can get on that some subject another day, but anyways, yeah, I like the the new change of character, the get hype thing. It's too high school party gimmick, and that can get old pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, it, it can. But if you go back and you watch Breaking Ground and how he got started getting his character down and and developing him, that whole stay hype that that was something that, that he came up with on his own so there was an organic an organic part to it that i really respected but uh, yeah like you were saying it can get old if, if you have that party boy there all the time it's like come on man grow up dude can't be 18 forever mm-hmm. which brings us to uh your boy Constable Baron Corbin finishing out the night, but how did we get there? Uh, Braun Strowman wound up running into Kevin Owens again while Finn Balor and Baron Corbin were having a conversation. And, you know, trash talking here or there with Kevin Owens and uh, Braun Strowman leads to Finn Balor teaming up with Braun to take on Kevin Owens and uh, Baron Corbin. Who would have thought the Constable would actually get the victory tonight did you see that coming um as being a big fanboy of baron coleman uh no i didn't i thought braun strom somehow was going to come out of the ring um get a big uh, one of his side uh what's the name of his finisher mm, well it's a sideways slam i know that for sure oh just the power slam yeah uh, i thought it was gonna be something like that or uh Ballard was gonna do a coup de gras somewhere but I did not expect Baron Corbin to uh, uh, get the uh, end of days on Finn Balor. And it was sweet, though. Finally got that rid of that damn smile on Finn Balor. Uh, but the Constable Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle, that's uniqueness right there. You got a heel and a face. Are we seeing maybe a rebirth of a like authority in the wwe that's what i was thinking a new triple h but a corporate triple h and is baron corbin going to be that new guy that what seth rollins was going to be like two years ago but now you got corbin he has to build and if you want him to be that type of corporate triple h like you just stated you have to have him win matches where you know is going to piss off the fan base and he could probably abuse his power because he's, his main connection is Stephanie McMahon. And right. She'll be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Do what you want. I don't care. Yeah. So. As long as it drives Kurt Angle crazy. Right. Right. So good stuff. Good win yep. and raw. Right. Which brings break us, time. <laughs> break time. They ain't got no time for breaks. Ah. We're going right into SmackDown. Carmella is money. For those of you who don't know, that's right. She held her championship against Asuka. Not good for Asuka that she still hasn't won a championship. But it's because James Ellsworth came back. He dressed up like Asuka, like a doppelganger around the ring, distracted Asuka for what felt like a million years. And uh, Carmella winds up kicking her upside her head. 
And winning the match. The Oscar pulls off the mask, and boom, it's James Ellsworth. The turtle has returned. If only JBL was still around to continue that bit. But, yeah, that's right, people. James Ellsworth is back, and he proclaims his love for the princess of Staten Island. And Oscar comes out and once again gets kicked upside her head by Carmella. Uh, man, dude, they're really making Asuka look pretty dumb lately. I'm kind of mixed on this because I'm happy for Carmella, but disappointed in how Asuka's being booked. But you're not going to mention how accurate James Ellsworth was doing the Asuka intro both nights? Yeah, it looked like he'd been practicing that for a while. Like, on cue? Like, uh, Matt Props, James Ellsworth, uh, where have you been the last six months except for the independent wrestling leagues? Uh, Probably making a good chunk of change. Yeah, I forgot what wrestling league was in, but I do know he won, like, the... There was a bell called Interracial Title, and he was, like, his first title he won. Uh, (laughs) No, not Interracial. uh, Intergender Title. So it could be one by it could be one by a male or a female, and I think I was like I forgot what wrestling league he went to, some independent league. But for some odd reason, I may not be the only WWE fan that thinks this. That Carmella, the only reason why Carmella is at here at this point is because of Ellsworth. He's the one who helped her in Money in the Bank last year. Uh, he's like helped her in a lot of matches, and having him return against Oscar, which Oscar we do know it's a better. Have a better wrestler than Carmella. But lately, even though I hate Carmella, she reminds me of Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. With that dang voice. I is she's starting to wear on me as a heel. I like a good heel. And for me, with her and Ellsworth, I can, you know, get used to Carmella a lot easier. Now I'm yes, I don't like how they're doing with the Oscar right now. But I still have a sneaking suspicion that we're about to see a major push by Becky Lynch in the in the East, uh, in SmackDown. Um, and earlier and later in the night, it proved my point a little bit. And but that brings us to Becky Lynch. Yeah. Funny enough, she took on Billy Kay right after this promo. And guess what, people? She got the victory. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay once again trash talking. Blah blah blah. Terrible accents. Yeah. They are uh, really kind of starting to wear thin on me. But maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. That's kind of the, the idea. Iconics. The way that you feel yeah, about I- Carmella is the way that I feel about the iconics now. Yeah. Well, I, the iconics are just the. Reading, uh, how can I say this to make it sound so glorious uh, and epicness? Uh, they are the reincarnation of the Bella Twins. This is what the Bella Twins were. They are the Australian version of the Bella Twins. Now, if you want to put the Bella Twins and them together uh, and tell me who's hotter, that's going to be the hard, hardest thing to do. Uh, but like what I, just, what I mentioned about Becky Lynch, she's getting her push. She had a hell of a, a ladder match on on Money in the Bank. That was she was in my opinion. I thought she was going to win it. And I was like, ah, they're going to have to push her. She is, in my opinion, the next up and coming. Like they pushed Naomi a couple months ago, and they pushed uh, what's her name? What's her name? Remember her name? Damn it! 
Brain fart. Can't, yeah, brain fart. Uh, Natalia, there you go. Uh, who's now on Raw. Uh, yeah, Becky Lynch. Uh, I don't care what people think. Becky Lynch, in my opinion, is one of the most uh, hardworking, yes, sir, no, sir, go get the job done WWE superstars that we have in the business. Uh, she's never in a mad mood. She's always out there losing matches with uh, Grace and winning matches with Grace. Ons' uh, opinion, we've said this before on multiple shows, she deserves a title shot. And I think Becky Lynch is going to be getting that push. That's why I think they're mistreating Asuka unless they're, or unless they're going to wait to have another Asuka-Charlotte feud. And besides from that, where's Charlotte been the last couple of weeks? Is she on an extended vacation? Is she hurt? Or uh, I think she's on vacation. I don't think she's hurt. I know she had some dental work done. Uh, one uh, of her one of her teeth got knocked out at a live show, but that was weeks ago, and you yeah, know so that got fixed on the Miz, you know, within a week. So I, I don't think that it's that. But you got to also look at when Charlotte was the the women's champion on SmackDown slash Raw. She was on every single show, every single night, and she was in matches every single night. She was at Money so, in the Bank. And, yeah, and, no, she was in the Money in the Bank, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah, she was. I think it kind of. Why does it, it feel like she's been gone forever? Well, because they kind of dialed back her character a bit, I think. They've been focusing more on Asuka and Carmella. And then Charlotte was dealing with, you know, Peyton Royce, uh, the Iconics. So and, and of course we're not having a, we don't have the three hours like we do on Raw so you can you know get more uh, stars on there. Mm. Well, she was oh, also Mike. building a friendship with Becky Lynch as well. Yeah, so she may just had the night off, so she may be back next week. Uh, that's what we've been preaching about for the last couple of weeks is or last couple of months or ever since we started our podcast is we need women tag team belts. Yeah, there's so many women athletes superstars that. You can form tag teams. You can have the Riot Squad and Raw, uh, if they're still together, uh, Absolution on the SmackDown. Well, they're not technically together anymore, but they're still there. Or have the Iconics on SmackDown have the tag team belts. You need more belts for the women's division like you have on the men's division. If if NXT is getting more belts, you've got to give more belts to the women's division in both Raw and SmackDown. They are half your rosters, and they're now becoming the half the... Um, selling power of the company. You gotta do it. You gotta do it somehow. You Sa- got to. Sasha Banks has been clamoring for it for some time. I think. It, I think it will show up. It's just a matter of when. But it needs to happen. If it doesn't happen, that you're kind of uh, you're, you're stunting your own growth. Mark it down. This is what June twenty second, twenty eighteen, right? Correct. WrestleMania in New York City. There will be two tag team title matches in the women's division. All right. One on SmackDown, one on Raw. Book it. It damn well better happen. Yes, there's too many. There's too many hardworking athletes on both programs that are not getting the time to shine because there's only two women's belts to compete for. Get a tag team and let's go. Well, we got a new tag team on SmackDown. Sanity made their debut against the Usos. Except the match never actually gets started because Sanity came out and just beat the living hell out of the Usos after the Usos uh, talked some serious trash about them. 
I figured that the Usos were going to take the L or at the very least get destroyed because whenever you have a new, whenever you have a new tag team come in, they always win the first match. No matter what, they have to win the first match. So whoever yes. you are, you know, make make it look good because this is their debut and they have to get a win to be taken seriously. And uh, Killian Dane, Alexander Wolfe, and Eric Young all look exactly the way that they did in NXT. Except they don't have Nikki Cross, but from what I gather, that storyline has, has been over with. She she left the uh, the Sanity crew, but man, I really wish that she was there. It feels like there's something missing with Sanity. Like Nikki Cross was that other kind of psychopathic personality that fit very well with them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go back and you know watch some NXT. I rarely have the time to do that. If anybody out there uh, can clear it up real quick, feel free to message us on that, or maybe I'll have found out about it by the time you get this podcast. But either way, let me know. <laughs> uh, Sanity, you psyched to see him? Uh, I I love their darkness and on NXT and their feuds they had on NXT. They did great matches against uh, the Authors of Pain multiple times great tag team matches um i think the wwe is like you know we need the another tag team in smackdown slash raw um that won't disappear after two shows but didn't you just call up the authors of pain the authors of who yeah those are that's a tag team that's been uh we're still looking for them there are signs on the streets with their images on they've been missing Um, milk cartons we got Um, some milk uh, cartons out there have you have you seen us have you seen these wrestlers? And, and we have paid uh, uh, Hollywood superstars uh, saying, uh, show the awareness where they're at. Um, so it's still going on. Still haven't found them. The Rock's uh, working on it. Uh, yeah, The Rock's working on his 5,000th movie about a building this time. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I like Sanity. Yeah. Nikki Cross, I thought that he was, she was still with them, but that tells us how we pay attention to NXT. Um, the only time I pay attention to NXT, this is uh, I know I'm gonna piss off a lot of WWE fans. I do apologize. Only time I watch NXT or the when I'm interested in NXT, I usually watch the the two NXTs before and the NXT after each takeover, uh, because you can usually get the storylines within three episodes before the actual pay per view, and. The tech takeovers are awesome. They're freaking with some of the best shows. Oh yeah. They're sometimes they're sometimes better than the actual pay per view that's on the following night. Um, so yeah, uh, I like Sandy getting on SmackDown. It shakes up the uh, division some, and it's something to look forward to. And is it just me or it's like the Usos getting their asses kicked every single time they're on SmackDown now? Uh, a little bit. They're kind of dialing them back as well, which is a shame. But it's only a matter of time before they pick themselves back up and go right back up the rankings. Uh, SmackDown, actually, you could say their tag team division is very strong. Maybe they're just simply running out of room. Because then we have the Bludgeon Brothers as well. And uh, the Good Brothers, the Bullet Club, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. And now you got Sanity thrown in there with the Usos and the New Day. You know, only so many tag teams can be successful. Somebody has to job to somebody else. Yes. And that brings us, of course, to the tag team rematch. I don't know why the Good Brothers got another another rematch, but they did against uh, Harper and Rowan. Uh, 
this was a better match than what was at uh, on the kickoff show for Money in the Bank. Uh, I really like the ending when they power bombed Carl uh, Anderson to finish off the match. Bludgeon Brothers hold down to the titles, so I guess that's going to be it for uh, for the Good Brothers, the Bullet Club, for a while. But still, I mean, anytime you're getting a couple championship shots, that's just that's just good for your character. That tells you they have something for you for a while. Unless you're Heath Slater and Rhino, in which case, I don't know what the hell they're doing with them. But they're being treated better than those guys. Uh, Bludgeon oh, yeah. Brothers are definitely going to be going after... Um, da, 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 da. Uh, no, not John Cena. They're going to be going after Sanity, for sure. Those two teams are going to collide at some point. Uh, yeah, you can say that. What about the New Day? Are the New Day out of the picture? No, not quite. No, they, but it, it could be doing, like a three-way. Yeah, true. that I could see happening. Um, but New Day, they right now they've been pushing New Day for the singles matchups, like we have at the main event on SmackDown. The Gauntlet match. The Gauntlet match with Bray. Uh, I almost said Bray White. My bad. Um, Daniel Bryan, one member of the New Day, which was Big, Big E. e. The Miz, Samoa Joe, 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 Rusev Day, Machka. Gotta say, Matt props to SmackDown. Hell of a match. Loved it. It felt like a remake of the uh, Seth Rollins Gauntlet match, and you could argue it was just as good. It was great. Yes, it was just as good as. Daniel Bryan was doing the Seth Rollins ordeal. Still don't get why the Bludgeon Brothers went in there and powerbombed him. Maybe because Daniel Bryan stared at stared them down a little bit when he was entering the ring. Or because he interrupted them when they're exiting. Uh, just a little tweak, tweak in there. Uh, I like the, the ironic um, Miz doing the uh, famous uh, skull-crushing finale on Daniel Bryan. I, I still I have a feeling that we're about to see that pretty soon. And uh, thank you, WWE. By the way, thank you again. We'll keep thanking you. A couple months ago, we've said that Rusev was in a dark spot, dark place. We didn't know what he was going to. And me and my and my co-host, or or I'm actually his co-host, by the way, yeah. on this show. <laughs> um, we said they need they need to push Rusev. They pushed him. He had great matches with Shinsuke over a couple of few a few matches, a few weeks. And if you told me when the Miz beat Daniel Bryan in the Gauntlet match, I'm like, hey, well, Rusev's there, so here we go again. Rusev's going to be just close, and the Miz is going to win it, and we're going to have Miz versus AJ Styles. Okay, that really is not something to be intrigued. I was expecting it. And I was expecting 100%, even though I love the Miz, I love his character. Uh, thank you. We finally get Rusev. Rusev finally gets his Title chance. opportunity. Number one contender. Uh, number one contender. But the question is, is the Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles feud over? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one thing we didn't talk about was Jeff Hardy's promo. Got to talk about that. His his promo was fantastic. It's almost like it was his own woken, broken moment. 
he had like a third eye thing going on with his makeup saying how he now is coming after Shinsuke Nakamura. So can you say that Jeff Hardy, he is is the United States champion still, right? That's correct. Yes. I forgot about the United States. The one, the coolest looking belts, I forget who has on SmackDown. It's not because I don't watch SmackDown. It's just when you usually don't have the wrestler out there with a belt, you kind of lose track of where he's at. Huh. I've heard that before. Hello, Brock. Um, anyways, uh, was this a version of WWE's version of Brother Nero? Uh, yeah, I would say so. But even more than Brother Nero, it's kind of like a, a new broken Matt Hardy. Ooh. He sees yeah. through your soul. He sees be, everything. Now that would be a very unique storyline between Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy. But I've read rumors that the, uh, Shinsuke's contract is going to be up here pretty soon, and he's not going to renew with the WWE. Oh, I, man. Wonder if, I, I wonder if those are rumors or that is just when people say, oh, this contract is coming to this is going to end. Is it next month, six months, WrestleMania? I don't know how big contracts they make, but I don't expect Shinsuke to just fly out and go back to New Japan. Um, yeah, that's, that was a good promo. Um, but mm, if you if that is Brother Nero, I'm just looking. I'm just looking in the trigness of the matches that we can see. Well, Brother Nero never had like that much like uh, paint on his face. His eyes were totally glazed over, kind of like a zombie. But this time, like his eyes were different. Like they actually see something. Hmm. Well, I guarantee we'll find out more on SmackDown next week. Uh, but yeah. The night ends with Rusev Day shaking Day. hands with AJ Styles, who comes out to congratulate the number one contender. And man, dude, his manager, oh my God, why am I... Not the VOD villains. Aiden English. Aiden English. All I could think of was VOD villains. Like, that was just the only words in my head. Is like, no, he's not They've the VOD villains. He's been gone for like two years now, bro. <laughs> I know. I can't help it, though. The mustache, I see it. All I can think of is VOD. Mr. VOD. VOD. <laughs> Aiden English doesn't shake AJ's hand and gets his ass kicked for it. The best part of that was that Rusev looks at him and goes, What? You idiot. Why don't you. Why didn't you shake his hand? You should have known that was going to happen. I shook his hand. I mean, you should have shook his hand. You're my manager. <laughs> the body language, like everything about it, I loved. Yeah, that was pretty. It, that was pretty awesome. And uh, from Aiden English, he needs to stop going to uh, the Seamus Beach. Uh, he needs to go find a beach where he can get a tan. I don't think uh, he can. I don't, that's like him and Seamus are like, like pasty white, like pasty white. There's white people and they're just white. <laughs> like they went to Home Depot and bought a can of you know white paint, 100 percent white. Well, Seamus uh, is straight from Ireland, man. Like there's not a ton of sunlight. Having been there many times myself, like there really isn't a whole lot of sunlight out there. It's very right. rainy. But Aiden English is supposed to be. I think he's from England. Is he? I believe he is. 
Nice. I'm mad to Google that. Uh, but yeah, that how that interaction was between Aiden English and AJ Styles, and uh, Rusev's reaction to it. Yeah, that was that's pretty classic. And the question is this: We do know that Rusev is now the number one contender for the WWE Championship, which, let me remind you, is still the highest WWE belt still being defended and you know displayed on. Live WWE TV. Quick thing, uh, and in English, born in Chicago, Illinois. Ah, well, there's no sun in Chicago. A lot of wind. A lot of snow. Yes. I could say something bad about Chicago, but I don't want to, because I want to offend a lot of the uh, uh, White Sox and Bear fans up there, but I can't really say anything about bad about the Cubs. Watch out for the CM Punk fans. No more fighting ah. of them. Well, I am a CM Punk fan, but I'm one of the ones that, you know, shut up about the chanting CM Punks. That's one of the most pet peeves I get all the time when I watch live events that are in Chicago on pay-per-views. It happened in the pre-show this past Sunday, and it was freaking irritating. So you have Punk. He's not going to come back. He just got his ass kicked the following week in the UCF in a real fight. UFC. Okay? Oh, what did I say? UCF? Sorry. Yep. Not the University of Central Florida. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, can you stop that, please? Yes, thank you. But they won't. Uh, I'm a big-time CM Punk fan. I loved him when he was in the WWE. I loved his character. Uh, but please stop. He's If he's going to come back, it's not going to be into the WWE. I hate to say it. Uh, it'll be either uh, Ring of Honor or TNA. If he comes back to WWE, then I could be completely shocked about that. But there's going to be a lot of bridges that need to be mended together for that to even happen. But at yeah. Extreme Rules, we do know about Rusev and AJ Styles. The correct the thing is, is what type of match would it be? Hmm. Well, we don't know yet. They're not really enemies, although Aiden English would probably beg to disagree. Uh, it definitely won't be a last man standing. We've already seen that. Yeah. Maybe two out of three falls. I'd like to see that. Yeah, for that for that little few that just started up, yeah, you can't do anything aggressive like steel cage match. Yeah, no need for that. Did they do steel cages? Yeah, they did a couple years ago at Extreme Rules. Because everything in Extreme Rules has some... You can have like a no-holds-bar match or a false count anywhere, 12-3 tables match. Uh, But yeah. Uh, Thank God Rusev finally got the push. Because there's a lot of superstars on SmackDown that deserve to be, you know, deserve their shot to the WWE title. Samoa Joe, uh, he's about two months away, two or three months away. But, yeah, you can say The Miz eventually is going to get there. And, of course, you got the yes man himself, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Right now, I know a lot of fans out there would disagree with me. They can very well agree with me on this. I don't care. The Raw and SmackDown brand right now. Raw has the better storylines at this moment because it swaps back and forth. We've seen the switches before. But right now, I believe that the SmackDown's upper card with the superstars they have has a better roster right now. I'm not saying they have, you know, quality. They just have, they don't have quantity. They have quality. Uh, Raw has quantity. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that or agree with me on that, but please. Look at Raw right now. They're trying to shove at least two storylines on our throat with two characters that have really no business facing each other because they don't have the bodies 
I know that's kind of a dark way to say it. They don't have the bodies to throw in there to make a storyline compelling at the time. SmackDown does. I know people hate saying that, but gotta give props. SmackDown will become a very popular brand when Fox takes over. Takes over in the here in a few. Uh, was it in November? I think is when they take over. Uh, it's supposed to be 2019, but I think like oh, Janu- so they did. it's January, February. So they did push it back to just, so I guarantee around the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Okay. So because I, I thought they said November, so but I knew there were some other negotiations happening because that's when the contract at USA ends is in November for SmackDown. Unless uh, they did an extension, then put it. That's why I read from uh, What Culture, but uh, I, they did push it back to January. So that's that seems better, more logical, uh, more you know business-like but yeah right, so right now what do you think about the the quantity over quality my little comparison do you agree with that uh yeah I, I do um i just think that the biggest issue that that raw faces is the length of time that it takes yeah, to get the, the show issue. done i think that's the biggest problem that they have but it could also be used as an asset and they haven't really gone all the way with it like again, Kurt Hawkins. There's room for you to make some comedy with him. There's room to grow the Riot Squad. There's more room to actually make Sasha Banks and Bailey do more, but it just and, hasn't really happened. And, and do something with Elias, please. Do something with Elias. Yes, he's great. He's great on the mic. I love his little his little singing thing. But please, he's a good wrestler. He has good moves. He's built like it. Give him something, please. That's why I think SmackDown is doing a better job of executing opportunities. They're giving a lot of different wrestlers a lot of shots, and it's it's working out for them. I I don't know why a two-hour show just makes it more seamless, but it does. But the at the same time, if you make a, if you make all the shows two hours, that means that there's other wrestlers that are going to get less time and could mm-hmm. possibly lose their job because they're not going to be on the show. I did read this from a uh, I forgot what website it was. Uh, a compelling, like not really argument, but uh, like a proposal to the WWE. You have Raw and you have SmackDown, you have NXT. Those are the three three main brands. You have Two Hundred Five, which is a cruiserweight division. Has the WWE ever thought of having a what you call WWE Extra, where you get three matches or two matches on Raw and SmackDown that are not seen on TV that could be live streaming on WWE Network that gives these WWE superstars that we don't see every single night a chance to be against like wrestling, like even have like on pre-shows, but actually have as a pre like a WWE Extra. Here, like, like for instance, like Charlotte taking on like Ember Moon or something like that on SmackDown or something like that. Have those type of character outlooks. And someone posted, I think, on I want to say some Twitter account about how the WWE can do this to keep the brand intriguing for like Raw because yes, you have so many wrestlers and you don't have enough time to do it, but yes, you have too much time and you're wasting it on useless storylines. And on SmackDown, you have so many so many quality stars and upcoming stars. You don't have enough time. Do you see the WWE doing something like that, like extra on WWE Network? You catch like an extra two matches, maybe pre-show or post-show for either Raw or SmackDown. I feel like they used to do that with uh, like superstars, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Sunday Night Heat, Velocity. Yeah. 
They yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, but it, those weren't top card guys. Those were bomb tier guys. I'm talking about the like Elias and you know uh, yeah the B team or something like that. They they don't have time to actually have matches, but you can you know have an extra match. You don't have to have like two night two matches every night. They could continue that stuff on Facebook and then post yeah, it. Facebook, on, yeah, Facebook uh, Live. There's a great yeah, example. And then post it on WWE Network afterwards. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you're just like WWE. If you listen to our podcast, this is our demands. Uh, Raw needs to be shortened. Keep quality storylines. Get rid of the useless, you know, six-hour commercials that we have. Women's division. We need more belts in the women's division. There we go. And uh, number three, uh, can we find someone else except for uh, – how can I say this without pissing off people? That's uh, almost impossible. Yeah, it's almost impossible. It's like, yeah. Uh, how can we uh, find a way to uh, get rid of uh, Graves, Alice Backdown, please? Corey Graves? Uh, yeah, he's good on Raw. Keep him on Raw. Find someone else for SmackDown. Because, yeah, I can only deal with him for three hours. I can't deal with him for an extra two on SmackDown. He's like JBL. Bring back JBL. Put him on SmackDown. Yes. Ooh, I got to disagree. I love Corey Graves. Well, you like him. I, I like, for some odd reason, his little antics on Raw carry over to SmackDown when SmackDown's supposed to be a different identity, different separate brand. I just don't like that. Yeah, that could be just me. But, uh, yes, we do know what the finisher moves are, Corey. You don't have to scream it down our ears every time oh, it happens. Yeah, we get it. We know. Um, that just irritates me. It says a little thing. That's one of my demands. And the other demand is this. Uh, can we go back to split brand pay-per-views, please? Please. Uh, uh, I don't yes. see that happening. I don't see that happening either, but please, can we do it? And, uh, they just thing, changed back anyway. <laughs> way too soon. Uh, yeah, this is not a, a demand. It's more of a, uh, this is actually happening. Uh, the WWE has announced that there will be more NXT pay-per-views. Uh, we do know that for sure. So they'll be getting almost one every other month besides every three months. So Excellent. That's, that's good for NXT. So that's demands and actual news. So. And with that, I think that uh, brings an end to shop class, ladies and gentlemen. Class is out. We have gone through pretty much everything I think there is to talk about in WWE this week. And once again, rest in peace to Big Van Vader. Going to miss you, buddy. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Movie G and at XF Podcast. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please make sure to give us a good review. One star, two star, three star, four star, five star, doesn't matter. But the more stars we get, the more people can listen and the more we can interact with y'all and get to know you guys. Let us know what you think about this video. If you're watching it on YouTube, throw us a little thumbs up if you want. And I think that that's about it. Are you got anything else to say before we roll out, my good man? Yes, uh, please tune in Sunday nights. Uh, we're going to do it the same way like we do it now. We're getting rid of Block Talk. We're not doing live shows on Block Talk anymore. So we're going to do an XF podcast on Sunday nights, um, depending on time, or maybe Mondays, depending. Uh, but we do have uh, products being developed. We have a graphic designer giving us some new logos. So we're going to try and sell t shirts and hats um, for you guys to buy for our podcast if you're interested to support the podcast. Also, 
Are we doing a live reaction Raw's Monday night? I would like to. So Monday night, uh, join us eight o'clock on wherever you're at. You can watch us on YouTube while you're watching it live. Just don't do it with Sling at the same time because you may be 30 seconds behind us or 30 minutes in front of us. Uh, that'd be on Monday night. Follow me on XF Podcast. Uh, also, coming pretty soon, not this week, maybe in July sometime, uh, 30 nights would be college football talk uh, with a couple of uh, colleagues of ours uh, who are going to be discussing nothing but college football previewing the season and talking about week-to-week action. But besides from that, I'm done, bro. All right, all right, all right. Well, guys, we will catch you next time, hopefully this Sunday, possibly Monday, for some XFL talk. Take it easy, guys. I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.